Greetings, this is Dr. Moss, and you've tuned in to Theologically Speaking. And uh, I want to start right off where we left off. Uh, we're teaching about the teachings of Jesus, and I'm excited to teach about that. And we're not talking about what Jesus did, but we're really talking about what he said and what he has taught. And so today I want to start with John 1 and 4. In him was life. And life was the light of men. We can expect the Lord Jesus to speak about life because he is life. And according to John's revelation, true life is in him. In addition, the apostle states that the life of God is also the light of men. And later in his first letter or epistle, John um, further describes the nature of God's life as being unconditional love. First John 4 and 8 said, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Not only is true life to be found in the son of God but the scripture declares he is the source of life here and after the apostle Peter says it like this in Acts chapter 3 and verse 15 I love the scripture I hope you hear the excitement in my voice every time I get it these words are life and truth I tell you but let's look at um, Acts chapter 3 and it says, and they killed the prince of life, whom God has raised from the dead, and whereof we are witnesses. The word translated prince in the King James means leader, ruler, beginner, the author, the originator. It's used in Hebrews 12 and 2, where it is translated as author. If we look at uh, that famous scripture that we Sunday school scripture, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Certainly Jesus is the source of our faith. Ephesians um, 2 and 8. Galatians 2 and 20. In the same way as our creator, he is the source of life. And so that's what Jesus says about life. Now, there's four kinds of life that I want to talk about today. And before I continue, I want um, you to remember that there's four different words that's rendered life in the Bible. And to fully understand Jesus' teaching, Let's look at the meaning of these words. The first one is bios, B-I-O-S, bios. This refers to natural or physical life. It's, it's the word from which we get our English word biology. It is used in Peter. Let's look at Peter. Peter, 1 Peter 1, 4, and 3. I'm sorry, chapter 4 and 3. For the times past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lavishness, lust, excess of wine, ravelings, 
banquetings, and abominable idolatries. So there's the bios. Then there is psyche, the suke. This word uh, um, uh, um, refers to the to the psychic, or to or soul or self. If we looked at Luke nine and twenty four. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall be saved. And so we got the, the bios, and then well, we got the, the psyche, the, the suke, the, the swanke. Um, now we got the, um, um, the next word, which is translated as... Um, like conversation it re, or it refers to behavior or that manner of life talking about the um anastrophe um type of of life where um first timothy 4 and 12 says let no man despise thy youth uh-huh but be thou an example of the believers in word and in conversation means behavior in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And then there's the fourth life, and that's Zoe or Zoe. This word refers to life principle or life in its absolute sense as God has it. In the Bible, it is a nobler word expressing a con as it continually does all of the highest and the best which saints possess in God. This is the word that he used in John 10 and 10. And he said, I've come that you may have life and that you'd have it abundantly. I've come that you would have this great life, this, this um, higher, this, this highest and the best life that you could possibly have. When Adam and Eve um, sin, they lost Zoe. They lost Zoe life um, style because they chose the suit life. They chose um, the physical life, the, the, that type of lifestyle. Uh, and Jesus came and laid down his life um, in order for humanity to be able to regain the Zoe life again. And it is a great exchange that took place on Calvary. Um, 2,000 years ago and greater. It is the life that Jesus has in himself and gives to us. It's a God kind of life. Somebody say, I got a God kind of life. Glory to God. And so what we have to determine is um, what type of life are we dealing with? Look, let's look at the quantity of life versus quality of life. Uh, another fact we must remember about the life of God that Christ offers, it is reference to quality and not quantity. In other words, eternal life means more than endless life. All humans possess, all human persons possess this uh, endless life. You're going to live forever and maybe not in this body, but the soul keeps living. That's a whole nother lesson. But um, a book called um, um, Life in the Sun by Robert Shank, 
it, he asked the question, said, what is eternal life which God has given to men in his son? It is something other than mere endless existence. There's no necessity for God to act to bestow endless existence upon men. For from creation, immortality in the sense of endless existence is an alienable, it's a right of ours. It's, it's a, an endowment of mankind. And, and the Bible um, affirms this endless existence of every human being, whether you're saved or lost. Eternal life, then, is a particular quality of life, which... Um, it, it, it originates from God rather than the mere existence of um, the extension of existence. I hope you're with me. Um, and so for man, it is the reception and the enjoyment of essential life of God himself through Christ. The channel by which the Holy Spirit, the agent, it is a gracious participation in the very life of God. Um, Hebrews 12 and 9. Um, God is called the father of spirits. And since we are eternal spirit beings created in God's image and likeness, Genesis 1, 26, we all live forever, either in or out of God's personal presence. Look at Jesus' definitions of eternal life. And this is eternal life, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. John 17 and 3. Eternal life refers to a different quality of life. It is the life, the light of the love of God. Um, look at John 1. It says, the same was in the beginning with God. And verse four says, in him was life and life was the light of man. Look at first John four, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Peter refers to it as God's divine nature. First, second Peter, um, verse um, one and four, it says, um, whereby chapter one and four, whereby are given unto us exceedingly and great precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. And we have seen our Lord Jesus Christ is the source of this life. That's Acts chapter 3 and 15. So Christ gives life and he offers it as a gift and he gives it in abundance to whosoever will. Let's look at the famous. Let's look at John 10. 10. He says, The thief cometh not but 
for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. By comparing scripture with scripture, we begin to see that individuals must personally receive Jesus in order to save his life. It is a faith transaction between them and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord of life. Watch what it says, verse um, John chapter uh, 1, the gospel of John 1 and 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he, I'm sorry, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. First mm -hmm. John now, 5 and 12. He that has the son hath life. And he that hath not the son hath not life. The Lord made it very clear that life cannot be purchased by religious rites uh, or rules or rituals. It, it's not a trying, but it's a trusting that's necessary. And so our Lord spoke very forcefully and very eloquently concerning this matter of a personal relationship with him bringing life in John's gospel. So look at John chapter five and verse 39. Search the scriptures, watch this, because for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of men. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. John 5, 39. It is important to remember to whom Christ spoke these words. His audience included educated religious Jews, and we can only imagine um, their consternation at, the, at, his, at his command. Um, here was a uneducated Jewish carpenter commanding them to search at once. Hmm. Search the scriptures at once and keep on searching scriptures. In their mind, they were afraid. Uh, they were, let me change that. In, 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 in their minds, they were already in the process of doing this as a way of life. And that's where many of us are today. We, you know, we're already feeling like we're studied. We're already studying the Bible unsystematically. Yeah. We're already just picking up the Bible and just reading it out of context with no purpose and, and no aim towards, no, no goal in mind. Um, um, but, but, and, and so, and that's them. They just kind of God telling them how to do it, but they know how to do it. My Lord, help me somebody. Hmm. This is what, and this is what he literally said to them. Why? Because in them you think you have eternal life 
and you don't. So I just talk about today. If I just if I if I took a sermon right now off this text, I would say believers are make believers right now. My God, somebody help me! Whoa, believers are make believers right now because he said, "Search the scriptures for in them you think." Mm, yeah, Lord, you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. It's because because in them you think you have eternal life and you don't. And they are they which testify me. In other words, Jesus is saying to them, you can't see the forest for the trees. And how is it that they could know the word of God without recognizing the God of the word? Ooh, somebody help me. Ooh, somebody. Uh, according to, to Christ, it was a problem. Not of the head, but of the heart. Look at John 5 and 40, man. Look. And ye will not come to me that you might have life. And you will not come to me that you might not have life. According to Jesus, receiving life is all about relationship. And eternal life is not about what you know. But it's about who you know. Woo! And there's a lot of folk in Jesus that's in Christ, that's in church, that as bishops and doctors and apostles and deacons and mothers that don't know him, but they know the Bible. But they know doctrine of the church but they don't know him. And Jesus is saying, you guys are searching the scripture because you think you got eternal life and you will find eternal life in the scripture, but it's not important. What? <sighs> Receiving life is all about relationship. Eternal life is not about what you know, but who you know. Here's a question. Do you know Jesus? If Jesus walked in your living room today and said, stop drinking, son, would you? If he said, you guys make up and kiss and stay married, would you? Would you know him? And Jesus is teaching and that's what he's teaching. So that's it. That's why I'm focusing on the words of Christ. I'm focusing on the word of Christ. Okay. Jesus begins to start teaching about life. And so, here's some major ideas the Son of God gave us about life. You ready? All right, let's go. And you take a note. Number one, man's life is not mainly material. Watch this. Luke 12 and 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things, which he possesses. This is exactly the opposite of what people of this world prize so highly. Think about it. When was the last time you read about the unfortunate 500? Or when was the last attempt um, to discover the 10 poorest men in America? Yeah. So man's life, number one, is not mainly material. Number two, eternal life is a gift of God. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, we um, human beings have problems with deathbeds and jailhouse conversation. We hear such sinners pardon and complain. Where is the justice in that? Um, there isn't any. It's called grace and it is free. And the cross of uh, the the cost uh, uh, the cross of Calvary levels the playing field, and 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 everyone gets into heaven the same way by accepting Jesus as Savior. The parable um, in Matthew twenty, I love it, I love it. Um, it illustrates the landowner. Glory to God! Y'all gonna make me preach. And, and and so, if you think about the landowner who hired laborers. At different times of the day, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. different times of the day, but he paid them all the same wage. Mm. And some of the workers began to murmur, thinking it was unfair. And and, and um, um, if we if I pick it up here at Matthew um, twenty and verse fourteen, it says and. and Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give the last man the same as you. It is not lawful. He said, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I'm good? Um, so we got to understand that. So there, there, eternal life is. Is a gift of God. The third thing is that Jesus Christ is the source of life. First John 1, 1 and 2. That which you heard from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handed, are the word of life. For the life was manifest, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you Eternal life, which was the Father, and was manifest unto us. First John 1 and 1 and 2. There's no other source life. There's no other source of God's life available. Jesus alone, y'all. And he offers it. This is contrary to humanism. This is contrary to the New Age mo uh, movement. But it's God's way. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you that... He that heareth my words and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5 and 4, 24. Um, so Jesus Christ is the source of life. Uh, fourth point I'd make is that we can experience this life now. In this life and not just later. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John 10, 10. Not only can we receive the life of God now, but our Lord promises to give it to us in an abundant, overflowing manner. This means it will influence every aspect of our lives. Listen, he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10, 27 and 28. 
Here our Lord declares that he gives this life only to his sheep. And we can count ourselves in the blessed number by hearing his voice. To have Jesus in this life assures of eternal life here and hereafter. But to reject him is to forfeit life. 1 John 5 and 12. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. As wonderful and all-encompassing as Christ's promise of life is for the present, According to the master, the best is still yet to come. Matthew 19, and Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that you which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of glory, you shall also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. Yes, the best is still yet to come. Hallelujah. Um, Matthew 10, 39. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. I just want to say sometime when you're losing, you're really winning. And here's another principle that Jesus is taught about. The Greek word life here is soul. And so he's talking about the idea that if we insist on clinging to ourselves, our schemes, to our plans, to our goals, and refuse to come to Christ in living faith, surrendering our soul to him, we will lose them eternally. And if we do that, then we be become our own God. And Jesus wants to be Lord of all. So we must submit to him by an act of, of our free will when we lay down our life we pick up his and this is why so many Christians are frustrated in their lives and their ministries is because they won't submit to the Lord's to Jesus's Lordship until they do they're fruitless they're unfulfilled it's a matter of choosing and loving God and his life first. Uh, uh, Matthew 10, 37. He that loveth the father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. The fact is, is that we cannot really become all God wants us to be until we totally surrender to Christ because our life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3 and 3. And in that same book, um, Robert Shank, he said, we cannot accept Christ as Savior apart from a, a, a definite change of mind, heart. And will involve the whole, it's involving the whole of life and all of our affections and all of our intentions. There must be full surrender. Full surrender. Full surrender to the Lordship of Christ. A sincere acceptance of his yoke. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 
verse 17. And therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The word new in this verse refers to a life new in quality. We are all species of being that never existed before. And Paul testified to the reality of this experience. Um, Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loveth me and gave himself for me. As wonderful and far-reaching as experience of Christ's gift of life is in the present, <laughs> we have been blessed a promising future. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I'm teaching, I'm teaching on the words of Christ. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that you that which followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of glory, you shall also sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that has forsaken houses, brethren, sister, father, mother, wife, children, land, for my name's sake, shall, re shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. I think we should listen to the words of Christ. Hey, until we meet again, I'll talk about the words Christ said. This is Dr. Moss. Take care.